Hello everyone, welcome back to another and the final episode of The Stallion and the Hill with me, your host, Amalia Scott, <laughs> and my amazing, brilliant, talented, powerful, empowering <laughs> co-host Jonah. <laughs> Hi, folks. It's great to be here. Uh, yeah, um, I missed all of you, and I missed you, Amalia. And uh, yeah, it's good to be here for uh, kind of a closing uh, ritual uh, for for this magical child that we've been cultivating for the past, I don't know, year or two? Um, like year, two years almost, or a year and a half at least. Yeah. Feel, it feels like we've been doing this forever. No, it's true. Yeah, many lifetimes, which I think has to do with our karmic um, nodal opposition in our charts and this, yeah. Totally. We have probably been doing this forever. Um, and so we've decided to um, shift modes. And yeah, we you may have noticed that we haven't been showing up in your podcast um, uh, repertoire or retinue um, in the past, what, two, three months since our year ahead. Um, And that is because we've been discussing an end to the project. And we are excited to, um, you know, to just drop back in and talk a little bit about what's happening now and also talk about where we are in our lives. Because the decision to end this podcast did not come lightly. We know that there are people out there who really appreciate it. And I know I really personally like the PSA nature of it, you know, like heads up, here's what's happening. Um, And yet um, we have come to realize, you know, it's Aries season and um, we're gonna talk about this new moon in Aries that's happening on Sunday. But in um, relation to Aries season, part of Aries mythology is um, sacrifice. You know, that there's uh, often in the myths associated with Aries, you'll realize that there's like a sacrifice that needs to be made or, um, you know, you have to like sort of sign up for a sacrifice and then a whole new beginning can open, right? And we are uh, both in the space of beginnings, right? And so no beginning without an ending. And we have agreed that this podcast is what we will sacrifice to our next level of creative pursuits. So so yeah, Jenna, I'm kind of curious because I know you have incredibly amazing exciting things that I'm so proud of you and so excited about for you um on the horizon and so what are your beginnings coming up yeah yeah um so I'm gonna go to graduate school to go become like a full-fledged therapist person um I wish you guys could see me because I'm like I'm like what it's real (laughs) okay and yeah, you know, that was like a really kind of uh, strange decision that I made. And, you know, something that I've kind of been flirting with for years about wanting to do and, uh, you know, wanting to get some more tools um, in helping uh, people navigate like the healing process and the psychic space. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of like blockages that I faced in 
kind of my own personal story around debt, around institutions, around uh, conformity, right? Because I never wanted to do things that the way that they were supposed to be done or the way that normal people did things, which I think that's a, you know, that's definitely a fire sign uh, characteristic. And, you know, also uh, like an Aries type of thing of being like, I'm going to do things my own way, right? I'm going to like carve my own path. And, you know, I think that I reached sort of a point where I'm like, oh, to actually like um, be the wizard that I want to be and to do the work that I want to do, it'd be nice to have some support and some, a framework, um, you know, so uh, I'm working on leveling up. Um, and, you know, I think that part of that, again, is to like have to sacrifice um, some of the things that I've been working on to create uh, the space um, and to like make that offering uh, so that space can be available to like kind of step into um, this next project, uh, which is uh, pretty, pretty damn trippy. Um, right, but... wild. Yeah, and as Jonah, as you've been talking, I realize I'm like leaning in, which is such a like, I'm like leaning forward, such an Aries posture, you know, to like lean forward and be like, oh, and I feel like I see something there where I just, this idea, of like, you don't want to do things the way normal people do them. Um, I think going into an institution doesn't mean that you have to like, or beginning to relate to an institution doesn't mean you have to do something the way that an institution does it. And that's very much an Aries thing is to show up on the scene, like all fresh and new and freaky and no one knows who you are or what you are. It's a beginning, it's a threshold point, right? Right, and right. you to show up there, it's like, you can still be your own beginning and you don't have to like conform um you know you can play games there you know I, I know whenever I've been in relationship with institutions I feel like I'm just like playing a game a bit you know showing them that like yeah keep giving me your money or your grants or whatever and you know or like you know keep giving me knowledge or whatever while I'm still secretly very much doing my own thing and I know lots of people who have relationships with academia institutions are doing that and it's important, right. it's important to do that and to be able to go into the institution and to change it from within. Right. And, you know, I, I think that raises like a really interesting question of like how we can be our authentic self, right? And be our own like freaky weirdo self, but also like fit into the larger whole. Um, or be a part of creating the larger whole. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the things um, that I've been thinking about recently, because I've sort of, um, you know, I haven't completely stopped all of the projects that I've been engaged with, but I've like definitely pulled back from a lot of things. Um, I'm posting a lot less on Instagram, which I don't know, um, that is what it is. And, you know, I'm sort of been pulling back from like creating content. We're kind of putting this uh, podcast to rest and I've um, been kind of interrogating that or examining that. And one of the things that I realized is that um, in like November, uh, my progressed moon moved into the 12th house, into Scorpio 12th house. Um, and the 12th house is the sign of, or the house of undoing, right? And so, you know, I feel like over the past while I've been like building all of these uh, projects and practices and like ways of connecting um, that now are like, are being undone or I'm undoing them or stepping back. Also the 12th house uh, deals with institutions. And I think I'm just noticing this beautiful sort of like, oh shit, astrology does work, right? Where I'm like, oh, like when this happened, I started engaging in applying to school and really stepping back from um, the things that I've been working on for so long. Um, and it's that kind of 12th house that makes uh, 
that 12th house undoing that makes space for the first house, which is associated with Aries kind of initiation and new beginning. Right. Yeah, um, that I, I've been really excited about the idea of new beginnings with, I don't know, I've been, I've been encountering people who've been having like relationship with institution, going to grad school, more people in my life are going to grad school. And I feel excited about the possibilities of, um, you know, of just like new beginnings within, within those institutions. I really don't want to see it. And, you know, that might just be like some, you know, Aries Venus thing in me, some like, you know, endless optimist, but you know, just like all of these radical queer people that I know, like going into these spaces, I, you know, that I, I think really need some like novelty, right? And it makes me think about like these, you know, Gen Z and, and um, later generations and just like how there's all of this, like totally, these two totally new ways of seeing the world that are going to be like um, uh, relating to institutions. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's really important, you know, um, also, for me, um, I realized how much the narrative that I have about being like, uh, I got to do things my own way, like really um, kind of hobbled me and prevented, it might be preventing me from um, be, actually being of service in a bigger way. Because like real talk, you know, we're in a mental health crisis, you know, and there are not enough like trained practitioners to be able to support all of the people who need uh, support right now. And you know, especially coming off of this pandemic, like all of these people have PTSD, whether it's from, you know, watching loved ones die or like the fear of, you know, like the agoraphobia that this has created or, you know, working in uh, on the front line, like in the medical profession, right? There's been a fuck ton of trauma that we've experienced collectively over the past year. And, you know, I think it's really important that um, there are, are enough people who can hold the space for the people that need the healing. Like we all do, right? Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad. I'm excited. You know, I'm so excited for the people who will be your therapy clients. Your, what is it? That's not a queerant anymore. What are they? <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know. They, they're just a person who's like walking down a path in the dark and I'm gonna go walk there with them. You know, and we're both going to get mixed up in the shit up all the way up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> well, they'll be lucky and I'm excited. Well, thank you. Yeah. What about you, Maya? What's going on? No, well, my beginnings are a little bit, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, they're very personal. You know, I've actually, this has been something I've been doing um, therapy uh, work actually with Jason Hawley recently, um, who I've made mention of Jason Hawley multiple times, who is a brilliant um astrologer and brings uh, <clears throat> a lot of mythology to the table but yeah i've been working with um jason holly and it's been interesting one of the things that we have discussed is that i actually need to like abdicate this like kind of kingdom of archetypes that i've been inhabiting <laughs> that i need to like move more into the personal and like really treat my personal <clears throat> backstory um with greater depth and that is very much like what I'm going to do. Cause it's, you know, um, I will, I, I'll just reveal to the crowd. It was Jonah's idea to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Throw me under the bus. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> um, but it was not my idea. Um, and I, but I think when it, when Jonah brought that to the table, I was like, oh, interesting. Well, you know, I think like, I also feel that this has been laborious. You know, we've had like doing this 
project, this, this um, podcast, it's like, we don't get paid for it, which we could have figured out how to get paid for it, but we were already so under a mountain of work with prepping, um, you know, prepping charts and research and uh, transits for it. So this was a lot of work. And so when Jonah was like, maybe we shouldn't do this load of work, <laughs> you know, maybe we could do other things. I was like, you know what, I kind of really need that, you know, and I need for that void to open up. And a lot of things have been uh, coming up from that void, you know, I've sort of been like staring into the chasm a little bit, not that I haven't been perfectly busy <laughs> with other things, but just this, you know, this one aspect of my life that was a structure of my life, as it's, um, as we've begun dismantling it, there's this void opening up where I just see um, so much personal information that not so much that I've been pushing away, but that now has space to like grow and open. And so I have some writing projects around all of that. I've been really inspired by um, like extremely creative uh, memoirists recently and never thought I would be interested in that. Um, I've been really thinking about fiction um, and I'm just starting to realize that for myself, for my own writing, I have been writing about the archetypes for years with astrology. It's like my MO, I can do it so abundantly. I'm really quite prolific. If you just hand me some archetypes, I will write about them like they're real people. But then what about like me and my experiences as a real person? Very challenging, very challenging yeah. for me to write about. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm giving that some space. And, um, and then also I've already been uh, public about this on, uh, you know, through my Instagram account. And I've been doing some videos recently since I have that space to do that since we're not doing this podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm really going on like a gender journey. I just started testosterone and I am like very excited about this process of clearing my gender experience. And it's really, it's a vulnerable time and space. And so I kind of want to be able to choose when I show up to the public uh, rather than having to show up to the public every two weeks, you know, like clockwork. Like I don't really need any fascistic like uh, control structures on this second puberty zone, you know, uh, so I, so this, there's a lot uh, on the table for me. And I, I um, and as far as what's happening for me astrologically, my progressed moon just went into the fifth house in March, um, into my fifth house. And that's the house of creativity and the development of personal will. And so I get two and a half years now of this zone where I'm just like, what am I, you know, what is my creative uh, voice, you know, like more mine rather than like the stars. Cause I get so inspired by the creativity of like the movement of the stars but what about mine right yeah. um so yes we're in very different places and it's exciting because we you know i just love so much that we got to like come together and do our thing and then realizing like okay we're really getting into distinctly different places now and let's let ourselves go there yeah yeah and i think that's you know that is kind of like the sacrifice that gets made here so that a, a new beginning can happen and um uh we were talking about, uh, we just watched this uh, uh, talk by Jason Hawley about Aries. And one of the things that they brought up was um, in the Aries myth, there is like a sacrifice of uh, the divinity for the humanity, right? It's like the, um, the, golden, the golden calf, right? The golden fleece, uh, the, the ram with the golden fleece gets sacrificed. Um, for like the humanity of the the characters in the in the tale, right? And it's sort of like this kind of um, uh, service position that we've been in, right? Like uh, communicating with the stars and translating that information gets sacrificed so that uh, we can have our individual lives and we can like engage in a new initiation, right? 
which is not to say i just want to be clear to you guys it's not that our voices will disappear from the astrology world i know mine won't i know <laughs> i know that i still plan to arrive and share with you what i have when i've got it you know and it's just that doing it more like mundane astrology is really laborious and it's really like tracking that every day it's honestly yeah because this shit doesn't stop <laughs> And so, like, why, you know, I, I don't know, I still like tracking Monday astrology very much. It's just, yeah, that intense rhythm with it. It's like, whoa, man. That's yeah. A, that's a way to make your bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think it's a really cool thing to be engaged in, but also um, it's been really nice to step away from it and not be so obsessed with, like, what's happening. Um, yeah. It's kind of like when you take a break from the news, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When astrology nerds take a break from the stars. Yeah. And also, I just want to um, say that um, even though I'm not um, letting this go, I also I have a radio show that comes out on SoundCloud um, and Marfa Public Radio, if you happen to be in West Texas, but is the uh, transits for the week set to music. So, you know, I play like for the Aries New Moon, for example, um, there's a whole bunch of rock and roll, some ACDC, stuff like that. Um, and like songs that talk about the transits and kind of the vibe of what's happening in the skies. So if you miss me, that's something that you can tune into. That's uh, less talk and more rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, and Jonah's um, music taste is really great. It's a great show, so, you know. Um, well, speaking of the Aries New Moon, and how we're not going to be doing this in the future. Why don't we do it just a little bit right now and look at that chart? Does that sound good to you? Sounds great. Because I feel like it's, you know, I mean, really what we're talking about right now, all this initiation energy, like that is really what that new moon is about in Aries. The one thing I just distinctly want to talk about is how this is the first new moon in a cardinal sign since um, we had our solstice um, in uh, and our, our Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. So really the last time we were talking to you guys was when we were having um, this giant whole new portal opening to this new dimension, this new structure of reality, right? Which I'm sure if you're listening to this now, you've probably listened to those episodes that we've talked about that. And if you haven't, they are there for your, um, as a resource feed. Um, so really we opened up this new, this new chapter, 200 year chapter, where so much of the structures that were in place are crumbling. You know, this is, we went from earth to air. And so the wind is just sort of blowing it all out, you know, and, and anything that was vertical is getting knocked over. And now things that thrive are horizontal. And, and, you know, I think it's interesting, even just thinking about like walking upright as a human, you're quite vertical, you know, and it's windy now. <laughs> and so we're all getting like blown around it, by this new era of wind. And what thrives is um, being willing to sort of change shape and, you know, like let things like disperse. And I have noticed, um, I think I might've said this already, like on an Instagram um, video or something, but, but something I keep hearing from people is like, this like why is it so shitty right now <laughs> you know or like why is it so difficult why are times so difficult um you know especially around the equinox people are like i thought equinox was supposed to be beneficial and balanced you know equinox equ equity you know balanced um and, and you know so why is it so so stressful and chaotic and i really think it's important for us 
contextualize this moment. This is the first threshold we're crossing after we cross the 200 year threshold. So we're now sort of, and this is a threshold into self-definition, right? Um, so what we're getting, Aries is the one who says, you know, like, how do I make space for myself in the world? You know, how do I, um, you know, embrace a, a new uh, expression in the world or a new form in the world? How do I, how do I express a new form in the world? And well, yeah, that's like very new. This is the first time in our lives we've ever done this when we've been in this air cycle, right? Mm -hmm. uh, anyone who's alive, period, right? This is the first time we've done like, how do I express a new form in this completely new context, right? So it's like, there's um, a lot to be discovering. And so really <clears throat> the thing I can think about that um, we have to do is like, like explore the soil, you know? like really inspect and be like what is here and not be like oh why is it hard or why is it challenging but be like what is here you know mm -hmm. get really like pragmatic about it and it is like fucking gnarly i mean <laughs> you know I, I just think about how like in this Aries season we've had the atlanta shootings and where we had a white supremacist attacking asian americans and we you know we've been seeing how white supremacy functions and there's been so much focus on um, BIPOC folks and, and, you know, there's a lot of forgetting that happens about, um, all people of color and how white supremacy affects us all, you know? And, um, I think that's something that is like really sort of like we're churning up like the soil and churning up and seeing like, oh, whoa, man, this kind of maggot lives in here too. And like this, mm -hmm. you know, and so like what kinds of new, like, uh, sort of plants or, um, medicines can we bring to this soil, you know, get creative, right, to like remediate it and make it like a habitable place um, for ourselves and like more radicalized like communities and, you know, just like sort of spreading our roots a little bit further, um, uh, connecting ourselves up with like all other communities, right, um, where we wouldn't, you know, where a lot of people just don't think about the AAPI um, communities in America because we're so focused on um, BIPOC communities right it's like okay right how do we link up right and how, as we all like sort of figure out what this soil is like yeah how do we all work on remediating it together mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know just thinking about sort of decentralized communities right and how uh, we are forming networks between uh, disparate groups disparate communities uh, mutual aid networks Right. And I think like one of the things that really characterizes this air period is like decentralization. Right. And, you know, like seeing that in like how people are connecting with each other still in like uh, far off places through the magic of the Internet, through the tubes of the Internet, but also um, how that's functioning in like the world of finance with like cryptocurrency and decentralized finance, you know, and these are all things that are um, you know, have been happening for a while, but are like taking shape and taking root in a new way um, as we're like really stepping through this threshold into um, this air, this air realm. Um, and, you know, it's like super exciting and also really scary. And I love that you kind of brought up that, okay, like what, like what, what's going on here? What am I working with? Right. Instead of, instead of making judgments about it and being like, this is hard, this is difficult or this is good, this is fantastic, right? Those are stories that we're telling, 
right? Those are judgments that we're making. And what is it like to just like walk into this new space, into this new house, right? And be like, okay, what is here? And what is my place in this, right? Because Aries is all about finding, finding our place in the world, finding our individual space in the situation in the world. And like, what is it like to do that without judgment, without uh, having a story around it, but just being like, what am I working with? And like, where do I fit into all this? Like, what is my place here? Right. And one thing that um, Jason mentioned in that talk we, we listened to for homework um, was uh, he, he made a mention of how, like, you know, Aries shows up looking a mess, like, you know, and when you show up in this context, it's like, when you really show up as you are authentically, you're new, no one knows what to do with you. And the idea with um, Aries and, and this Aries moment, um, as well as any planet that you have in Aries, that's a thing that shows up and it makes a mess of what's around it. It interrupts the order of what's around it because you haven't been there yet, you know? And so this is uh, that, you know, this is like an energy we're being asked to embrace. And this, the ruler of this moon is Mars, um, Mars being the ruler of Aries. And Mars is in a perfect sextile with it, like a very, um, it's like one degree off, very close, very tight. And, um, and because it's, it's just like helped out, there's like extra strength here um, with this new moon around being willing to show up in a way that might be messy, where you might see your mistakes, you know, um, or, or where you might see um, the mistakes of the environment, you know, whatever, but stay with your experience, right? There's a self-centeredness to Aries, right? Um, that does not mean narcissism. That doesn't mean like a myopic inability to see anything else right it just means stay with your experience and and really you know be willing to make mistakes and say things that you know you may realize oh you know like i could say that differently next time <laughs> right and yeah. i sorry um i really like the term uh selfful instead of selfish right and i think that's a really um uh, uh skillful expression of the aries energy is to be selfful you know um, and also, uh, speaking of Mars in aspect to this moon, it's also squaring Neptune um, or coming out of a square with Neptune. But, you know, Neptune is sort of dissipating and dissolving where Mars is, uh, you know, direction and action, right? And so how do we kind of um, integrate or hold both of these things at once, right? That Neptunian quality that wants us to like let go and dissolve and, you know, uh, uh, blend into the beyond and that martial energy that's like no this is important this is what I'm going after this is what I'm driving for you know and like how do we make that sacrifice of the divine for the for the human for our humanness for our place right here without like getting rid of it right like a sacrifice is an offering to help open the way right it's not a just like getting rid of and um, rejecting right it's an honoring yeah yeah, um, and also like that, you know, sacrificing so that you can like have this energy to go in the direction, in the martial direction, you know, in the direction of get it done or or destroy it or something, but just whatever, like move the energy that's a martial thing. And I'm really thinking about, um, one thing I'm thinking about is the Derek Chauvin trials going on right now and how when we're listening to the witnesses who were bystanders, um, they express like survivor's guilt and like not having done anything. Not that there weren't people who tried to do things, um, you know, uh, during the killing of George Floyd. Um, if, if you're not familiar with it, please just Google. <laughs> um, but uh, they're, they're, uh, 
were people, you know, the, who were experiencing the bystander effect, which is also called the Genovese syndrome, um, which is when there's like, you know, just a bunch of people around you and you're witnessing a terrible thing happening and you don't do anything because you're just sort of like, you know, have that freeze response and you just sort of blend into each other and don't do anything. Um, this is something I think with the Aries being so helped out by Mars, um, Mars in Gemini, Gemini is not about freeze response. <laughs> I mean, it can be like Gemini can have like options paralysis at times, but overall Gemini loves movement. It loves proliferation. And so um, I think there's like an opportunity for all of us to remember uh, or to be learning right now. Like if you see some shit, say, you know, do something, right? Like be active, be engaging. It makes me think about conversations about racism generally, um, you know, and like, uh, just so much, you know, misogyny, like where you see someone being misogynistic, where you see someone being racist, say it, you know, which really like you risk a conflict then, you know, because people are really quite stuck um, in their ideas of like, oh, being racist or being, you know, uh, a misogynist, like that's bad. I don't do that. You know, we all, we all do it. Right. Um, and we have to like be like learning to deconstruct those ideas you know and i really just want to encourage people to go back um at this time to like you know very classic and important texts like me and white supremacy you know how to be an anti-racist you know just like going back and revisiting these things of like how to in, how to you know how to dismantle systems of oppression within ourselves like um compassionately diligently and like fiercely because this is fiercely. right also you know aries um, learns through conflict, right? Through meeting something head on, through having the courage to, to be like, okay, you know, I'm gonna just say something about this and see what happens, right? Be like, I don't feel good about that. Like, we need to talk about that, you know, whatever that is, right? Like having the courage to like sort of um, step in, lean in, um, make a mess of things, say something that might be um, uh, a little socially taboo. Right, um, break that sort of like uh, um, I don't know bystander uh, position. Right, like the the polarity point in Libra is like no, like we're we're all going to get along, and I'm going to like keep things status quo. Um, where the Aries point is like no, I'm going to make a mess of this. Right, like because things need to happen. Um, but also, um, since you brought up the Derek Chauvin trial, um, I just wanted to sort of mentioned that um, uh, the trial started on, I believe the March 29th, which is the day after that we had the sun conjunct Chiron in Aries. It was actually um, on March, at least by my calculations, it was on March 28th, we had Venus conjunct Chiron. Okay. And then on the 29th proper, the sun conjunct Chiron. Right. When the trial started, yeah. Cool. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and, and these are, Oh, you know, like the, I think these are that connection with Chiron and like the core wounding around, you know, uh, police brutality, around white supremacy, around, um, you know, all of these issues that have really characterized or like come to the surface um, this past year, but have been issues that have existed in America since the beginning and before America was a country, right? Like the the trauma that um, systems of power have inflicted of, upon like the system or like oppressed people um, has goes back and then is like carried on, 
you know, generationally up to this present moment where, you know, we have the sun illuminating this wound, right? And Venus, our sort of value system um, uh, and what feels good and what feels bad, right? These like meeting Chiron in uh, his cave, right? And being able to begin to look at and uh, clean out and uh, navigate and deal with this, this wounding that goes back through human history and um, is emerging in this manifestation right now with this opportunity to initiate justice in a way that like we haven't really seen in America ever, right? Where a white officer is uh, accused of and potentially like convicted of murdering uh, a black man, right? That's like a new sort of thing and a new a new way that justice can be done, which can open up um, amazing possibilities in righting the wrongs that have been inflicted uh, upon you know POC people, um, you know marginalized people. Word. Yeah. Um, let's. Yeah, that's one thing I've really been thinking about with this with the Derek Chauvin trial is if that, you know, if that. If Derek Chauvin is convicted, we really initiate, you know, we set a new precedent and that, that would be most appropriate for this Aries, um, you know, season, that first threshold that we cross over. And, and um, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to spend too much time saying like, please, 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 you know, <laughs> um, I, it's just like, it's dear to my heart and, you know, I feel it intensely like what, you know, what's on the line here. Um, and, uh, yeah, and one other thing, too, that I'm thinking about, because, Jonah, you're bringing up, like, histories and histories of, like, grief that we need to work through, you know, I mean, like, abuse and grief. Um, one thing I'm thinking about is that in this chart, a few days after this um, new moon in Aries, exactly, um, Mercury will be conjunct um, Ceres. And Ceres is an asteroid that is about grief, embodying grief. You know, Ceres was the um, harvest goddess who... Um, like she went through a grief process when Persephone, her daughter was abducted by Hades and she caused like famine on the earth, you know, in her grief process, she was just like, fuck it, I need to grieve, you know? And, um, and, and she, she brings us the wisdom of our, you know, of the grief we've learned to embody, right? And the wisdom of um, the, yeah, of the backstory, basically, you know, like, what, what are all the things that made it so that we need to respond to ourselves and to each other in these ways now, you know, in the present. Um, and so, you know, this new beginning, like, we really are like, okay, everyone has a backstory, you know, everyone came from somewhere. So um, do this for yourself, you know, um, with Mercury here on series, because Mercury retrieves lost things, right? So where you've lost parts of your narrative, you know, where you've lost um, parts of, you know, your embodiment, right? What kind of grief work do you need to do? You know, what kind of embodiment work do you need to do? Yeah. Um, and then collectively, like we are very much doing that, right? Um, just uh, <laughs> don't forget to do it on a personal level. Yeah. And also, you know, thinking about like, what are the parts of our humanity that we lose when we become desensitized to things like, you know, uh, random acts of violence or, uh, like police violence or uh, mass shootings, right? Like, it's crazy how I look at the news and I'm like, oh, another mass shooting, you know, and I barely bat an eye, right? I'm like, that's, that's just a thing that we live with in America, right? And like the, the fact that there's active shooter drills 
in school, right? Like there are fire drills, like that's kind of like mind boggling. And everyone's like, yeah, that's just what you do, right? You go through the metal detector to go to school and then we have active shooter drills, you know? And, you know, Mercury, like being able to call back these parts of ourselves that have become like desensitized that are just like, yeah, that's the way it is, right? Because like, that's fucked up. For real, like that's fucked up and it shouldn't be like that, you know? And it's fucked up that I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's just like a thing that happens, you know? And that is something with Aries, you know, is that ability to do the impossible, you know? <clears throat> like it may seem impossible at this point to resensitize ourselves and to like, bring about a new a new world order you know um where we're not you, you know we're not having to um constantly negotiate with these like these system systemically um you know in these institutionalized essentially like systems of power and oppression you know and violence right um and where it's not institutionalized it's definitely something that we can see we can trace it back to the institutions right but we do have this opportunity right now to think about like, this is an initiation phase <clears throat> now. And remember that initiation phases lead us on journeys, right? Like, it's not like, it's just like, okay, great. Like we started it now. And like, suddenly we get this, we don't have to deal with systemic violence and oppression. <laughs> you know, we have like this journey ahead of us that it's an initiation that doesn't really end. Like we, it, or it doesn't really complete itself or wrap itself up nicely. This is the beginning, right? And um, we kind of get this opportunity now to just go in and realize like, this is fucked up. You know, like I need to reclaim these parts of my embodied experience. I need to be able to feel that sensitivity. And you definitely see it that like people are, you know, people have been calling for this. And I think uh, at least in my observation of the news, right? And I think we were mentioning this earlier, but um, you know, people aren't circulating the videos of George Floyd's death as much, or even of uh, police brutality against black uh, black people and black bodies because like when we're constantly having to see like brutality against black bodies we desensitize to it right and so I think we're seeing people develop a little bit of that sensitivity and realize like how harmful it is to just constantly be shoving these images in our face right also it like re-traumatizes people right, right. which is like not very helpful you know <clears throat> And yeah, just like the awareness um, that I hope is emerging around that, around like what, you know, how sensitive we are as uh, like these sensitive, you know, fragile human beings with, the, you know, we're, we're both resilient and incredibly sensitive, you know, and it's like a really, um, as I like go deeper into this work, it like always amazes me, right? How like our capacity to heal and to like stick with it and to rebuild and transform, but also, um, how easily like we get traumatized and wounded, you know, and how that trauma just lives in our nervous system. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, um, you know, trauma, um, Pluto in this chart is in an almost perfect square with Venus, um, or it is in a perfect square with Venus and uh, like almost exact to the minute, you know, like a few minutes after this chart, it, it, it's perfect. Um, but Venus in this square with Pluto really brings up power dynamics that get established, right? Which has a lot to do with trauma memories, right? When we um, experience trauma, it organizes our system in a way and then we fall into these power dynamics within relationship, right? That we have to interrupt, right? And so we did just get Venus um, uh, Kazemi on March 25th. And so Venus is kind of like renewed. 
and interestingly venus is in detriment in aries like venus doesn't like to be here and um or at least not initially um but the sun is exalted in aries so when venus went through that kazemi venus sort of like went and got a bunch of like solar power and is now like moving on their way through aries and is now squaring pluto sort of saying like hey, you know what, it might be hard for me to be in this place where I'm self-full, you know, where I like really pay attention to my experience because I'm so relational, Venus is so relational. You know, Venus might be saying, is sort of saying like, hey, I know it's not usual for me to stand up for myself like this, you know, and like go into my own story and stay centered in myself, but what, what Pluto? And Pluto is over here kind of creating this radioactive, like, um, you know, uh, sort of post, um, apocalyptic scene in Capricorn sort of destroying all of the structures that have held reality in place <laughs> you know and and Pluto I think in Capricorn has a lot to do with power dynamics anyway you know but when Venus and Pluto um are squaring that you know what we get or Pluto and Capricorn what we get is a look at um what kinds of power dynamics do we fall into in relationship do we look at love as domination as possession you know, do we look at, you know, connection with people as um, something we have to win at, you know? Um, and we get to look at these dynamics within ourselves at this point and really redefine. We really have an opportunity to stay with our own experience and be like, do I want to do something different? You know, which takes a lot of going to the backstory and realizing, oh, this is the trauma that sort of situated this power dynamic within me. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's sort of like going back, right? Because Pluto is this sort of wounded place that may come from past lives, right? It's this the information that we're coming in with, you know, that is sort of um, like this shell that uh, we've been baked in, you know, and, and it's recognizing that and being like, oh, like, I need to transform this, you know, so like recognizing, um, you know, like where that might originate, where that might come from, where, where this pattern is happening, you know, in love, in relationship. Also, you know, Venus deals with our value system, right? And in a square with Pluto, it's asking us to transform our values, right? And like, there's this sort of hard tension point where it's like, okay, this is what I valued before or what I was told to value, was told is important. And like, how does that actually feel to me, right? And again, like looking at this uh, through a cultural lens, right? Like the value system of um, our culture is uh, shifting, right? Or it's like being, is transforming or is being asked to transform. Are you honest? <laughs> right, you know, and like in the news today, they're talking about gun reform, which whatever, like every time like people get shot, everyone's like, we need gun reform and then nothing happens, right? But like, you know, um, there, there might be actual like transformation around um, our belief in America of, about like who, like what kind of weapons are acceptable, right? And I don't want to like delve into that. I'm just using that as an example of something that's coming up. Is like how we're transforming our values around like violence, um, protection, like all of these sort of um, also like martial or Aries qualities, right? Um, of like weaponry and like action, right? Yeah, I love it. Um, and it's, it is exciting because like, you know, this, uh, this year, we really are seeing Saturn square Uranus, there's this like, there's this real capacity 
now for for certain things to break right we've been talking about this um systems breakdown you know as well as systems breakthrough and yeah. so i i think it is it is really exciting um something else i also just want to say is that like activism really helps like you know i mean we've been it's just it's important to remember you have a part in this you know like call your senators you know like that it's really like in this um form of you know a democratic republic those are those are some of the best tools that we actually have um you know so like make our voices known as much as we can call your senators get on the streets um because you know you do have a part and we do have like a backdrop now that destabilizes the entire system you know and so the more you more force you put into that you know more energy you bring there um the more you know the more energy is there so bring it hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah um yeah man i love talking about astrology with you Dana. <laughs> i know i'm i'm gonna miss this i'm like tearing up <laughs> <laughs> um gosh uh i mean i guess we can still talk about astrology in our friendship um but you know then yeah and we can just share astrology with the world individually at our own pace. yeah also, if any of y'all want to talk astrology with us, just hit us up. You know, we're available. Um, I'm on Instagram and I got a website and you can just, you know, reach out to me and uh, you can get a reading. We can talk about astrology. I don't know. We can just chew the fat or shoot the shit. Like, um, I'm like approachable. I'm just like here in, uh, on the internet, right? I'm here and on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I have a little bit more boundaries with the internet. I've already articulated that to you, internet. Um, uh, but yeah, I I can't talk to everybody from the internet. I get so overstimulated and I and then no longer am really able to show up for my clients. However, I fucking love my clients. I love you guys. And so I'm always taking clients. You can book with me on my website. And um, yeah, and as far as that goes, just I've said it before, I wanna repeat it. I offer sliding scale. Um, it's pretty much universal with trans, BIPOC, although, you know, fuck that BIPOC, POC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not fuck that. I know it's important in this country. I just want to be clear that um, I'm, I'm starting to, I am starting to realize how important it is to keep that, you know, that web wide. Um, but anyway, with POC and trans people to the front of the sliding scale. So if you're not trans or POC, then it might take a little bit longer for you to get on the sliding scale list, but but anyway, I offer readings and um, and I want to make sure that they're accessible to people. Cool. What's your website? Thank you, Doggy. My website is www.thehairinthemoon.com. And I also have a Patreon, which I for keep forgetting to tell you guys because I don't really um, interact with it very much, but it's there. And you can find it at patreon.com. I think backslash. Cool. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, I got a website, uh, which is www.campwizardcamp.com. Um, and you can book astrology readings and tarot readings with me there. Um, I am also available for sliding scale. And if you need that service, just holler at me and we can work something out that works for both of us. Um, what else? You can also find me on Instagram at blind stallion space wizard. That's right, that's blind stallion space wizard underscore in between the words. Um, and then uh, 
Yeah, I got this Astro Weather Show that comes out every uh, Thursday on my Patreon and Friday um, for the general public. And um, yeah, that's an hour show, a little over an hour each week with uh, all music for all the astrological transits of the week. And it's pretty rocking. It's pretty awesome. And um, for me, it's a really good way of learning astrology because it helps me to embody like what's going on and like really, you know, um, put a kind of like um, auditory and uh, sometimes kinesthetic vibe to uh, what's happening in space. Um, and that show is called The Melee Report. And you can find that on SoundCloud by going to Camp Wizard Camp um, on my SoundCloud. Um, what else? What else am I doing? How else can you contact me. Oh, yeah, this is the last thing. I'm doing an online residency at um, the Mystic Parlor in Yucca Valley, um, which is an awesome uh, witch shop that is uh, was opened by a friend of mine. Um, that place is fantastic. So if you happen to be in the LA or Joshua Tree area, you can pop in and see what they got. But I'm doing tarot readings um, on their website. So also, if you want to book a tarot reading, uh, just hit them up. And that's the Mystic Parlor um that's their website that's their instagram um and yeah uh you can uh, also help support me on my patreon by going to patreon forward slash camp wizard camp uh, dot com something like that and uh you know i got content up there it's a great way to help support uh, me and the other things that i do and like get yourself some um, pretty helpful content along with it so anyway uh that's all the news that's fit to print <laughs> A lot of news. Yeah, Jonah, you're doing a lot. It's awesome. Um, exciting. Okay, well then, I guess this is going to be, are you ready? Are you ready to, to call it? This is the end. <laughs> no, but I have to go to the bathroom, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nature calls. Yeah. We do, yeah, we can just, yeah, say a gentle farewell to each other. I love you, Maya. I love you, Jonah. And all of our fans and friends and <laughs> family and lovers out there we love you and thank you guys for making this podcast possible while it happened and being there and um listening yeah and you know all those episodes that we ever recorded it's still there for you still a resource yeah. Yeah. Okay. thank you all all right well bye bye